Beloved, we call upon the heart of the Father this afternoon of grace. That he would see our hearts and speak unto us. So that we could be partakers of his great grace and mercy. Of which we have heard already this afternoon of grace. As we heard of John the Baptist. And of his father who made known his testimony. And as that voice has sounded forth. May it sound forth within our bosom and within our heart. And lead us unto Christ Jesus, the Redeemer and Savior. Who was born in Bethlehem's manger. And has suffered and died in our behalf. And has risen from the dead for the grave could not contain him. And the Father has taken him to himself in heaven. And he sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for you and for me. And may this Savior and Redeemer abide with us this afternoon. When our Savior was here upon this earth, he partook of everything that mankind must partake of. And he experienced all the things that we experience. Except that he was without sin. And therefore he is the high priest who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Who was in all points tempted like we. And yet without sin. Therefore he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. And he is a high priest who understands and knows our hearts. And as this Savior and Redeemer then went to the place of sacrifice the scriptures tell us that there followed him a great company of people. And of women which also bewailed and lamented him. And as they followed Jesus, Christ turned unto them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me. 
but weep for yourself and children. And oh, how many there have been who have wept. Ja kuinka monta niitä on ollut, kuka on itkenyt. Ja ne on itkenyt myös niiden lapsien tähden. Because their children have gone into the ways of unbelief. And have spent their substance in riotous living. And as our Savior made known unto them, weep not for me. You need not weep for me, no matter what may happen to me. And always be reminded. For behold, the days are coming. In which they shall say. Blessed are the barren. And the wombs that never gave suck. And then the scripture tells us, then shall they begin to say to the mountains, Fallen us to the hills, cover us. And as we look then upon ourselves in these last moments of time, may God graciously grant unto us that we can behold and see the way that God has prepared for sinful mankind. And to speak of this this afternoon of grace. We will read from Matthew, the second chapter. And beginning with the 13th verse. Which follows the part of God's word which I read this morning. And we read it in Jesus' name. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying... Arise and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son." Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And Ramah there was heard the voice, there was a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted because they are not. Amen. Luema Jeesuksen nimessä. Mutta kuin he olivat menneet pois, katso niin Herran enkeli ilmestyi Joosefille unessa sanoen, nouse ja ota lapsi äitinensä tykös ja pakene Egyptiin. Ja ole siellä siihen asti, kuin minä sinulle sanon. 
sillä Herodus on etsivä lasta hukuttaaksensa häntä. Niin hän nousi ja otti lapsen äitinsä ylös yöllä tökönsä ja pakeni Egyptiin. Ja oli siellä Herodeksen kuolemaan asti, että täytettäisin, mitä sanottu oli Herralta profeetan kautta, joka sanoi, Egyptissä kutsuin minä poika, Egyptistä kutsuin minä poikani, kun Herodus näki itsensä tietäjiltä vietiltyjiksi. Vihastui hän sangen kovin ja lähetti tappamaan kaikki poikalapset Bethlehemissä ja kaikissa sen äärissä, jotka kaksivuotiaiset olivat, taikka nuoremmat, sen ajan jälkeen, jonka hän oli tarkasti tietäjiltä tutkinut. Silloin se täytettiin, mitä Jeremajalta profeetalta sanottu oli, joka sanoo, Rammassa on ääni kuulunut, suuri valitus. Beloved, beautiful Christ child. The beautiful Christ child had no more been born into this earth. When his life was sought. And that is why he came into the world to suffer and to die for us. And you look at the sweet little babe of Bethlehem. And oh, how beautiful and precious he was. And is it not that way, my beloved, with little children, that all of us are drawn unto them? And if you ever go to a nursing home with and have little children with you, and you can see how those elders love those little ones, it brings great joy to the heart to the old. And when you look upon a young mother with a baby in her arms, I think we are all drawn to that little child. And we look at this wonderful gift and creation of God. And we wonder how could anyone want to take the life of that little child. But we have heard this afternoon from God's word. That when the ship, when the wise men had departed, then the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And said unto him, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. Ja sanoo hänelle, että nouse ja pakene Egyptiin, because Herod would seek his life. Kun Herodes etsi lasten elämää. And as we look upon Herod this day of grace, ja kun me katsomme Herodusta nyt iltapäivänä, 
when this Christ child was born into this world. Kun tämä Jeesus lapsi oli syntynyt tähän maailmaan. Herod did not know that he was not a king of this world. Herodes ei tiennyt että hän ei ollut tämän maailman kuningas. Or as Christ himself has made known. Niin kuin Kristus itse on sanonut. My kingdom is not of this world. Minun valtakunta ei ole tästä maailmasta. But Herod in his vain mind. Mutta Herod hänen turhuutessaan ja hänen mielestään. That he thought this child might take away from him his kingdom. Hän ajatteli mielessänsä, että tämä lapsi ottaa minun kuninkallisuus pois. And if it was that way with Herod. Ja so, jos oli niin Herotuksen kanssa. Then we must marvel and wonder that it was that way with the children of Israel also. Niin se oli samoisat Israelin lapsien kanssa. They were looking for an earthly Messiah and And when Christ came into this world, they knew him not. They would have expected him to come in great glory. And as the kings of this world would come. And not to come in the lowly manger of Bethlehem. And there to be among the cattle in the stall. And as we look upon their hearts then. We know that they knew no better. And... When the word came then by the angel to Joseph, he arose and took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And then they abode there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Ja oli siellä Herodoksen kuoleman asti, että täytettäisiin, mitä sanottu oli Herralta profeetan kautta, joka sanoo Egyptistä, kutsuin minä poikani. The children of Israel had been in the bondage of Egypt. Israelin lapset oli ollut Egyptin orjuudessa. And God had to bring them forth from that bondage. Ja Jumala hätty niitä vapahtaa tästä orjuudesta. To lead them to the land of promise. Ja johtaa niitä sitä luvattu maahan. And it is such that Egypt is the world. Ja se on niin, että Egypti on maailma. And God has to also lead us from Egypt unto his kingdom. Ja Jumala pitää meitä myös johtaa Egyptistä hänen uh, Valtakuntaan. And that is why we proclaim the word of God this day of grace. Unto all mankind. Kaikille ihmisille. That they might be drawn into this kingdom of grace. Because we know one day the time of grace is going to end. And then it will be too late forever and forever. 
and all that men might take heed unto the calling voice of God. Even as he does this day of grace call unto the heart of unbelief. That now is the time of grace. But when grace ends and ceases, then it is too late forever and forever. And all that the sons of men might take heed of this calling voice. But we see that it was such with Herod. When he saw that he was mocked of the wise men. Then he was exceeding wrath. And slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast there from two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. And this cruel act of Herod, it would frighten every one of our hearts. And we remember that it was such in the time of Moses. When he was born into this world. Pharaoh in Egypt felt that the children of Israel were becoming too strong. And he instructed the midwives that they should slay the boy children that were born into this world. And we know that the hand of God was there and spared Moses. By the wonderful hand of him who is almighty. And as we have heard already this afternoon of grace. That he can do all things. And we see then from God's word. That sin has always raged in this world. And that life has not been counted worthy of much. And now we live in the last times of this world. And we now that know that now countless children are being slain. As abortion has been taken into the lives of people. And as we look upon these little children, that we wonder how it, how can it be that God is merciful unto man? And truly this slain of these children is exceeding great. And it is a sin that we must with all our strength fight in war against. But as we look upon the sin of murder, 
And we all feel that this is a terrible thing. Ja me kaikki ajattelemme tätä, että tämä on kauhia asia. But when we stand in the presence of an eternal God, mutta kun me seisomme ihan kaikkisen Jumalan edessä, then we will experience as James has written in his epistle. Sitten me kokeilemme, me kokeilemme, me kokeilemme, mitä Jaakob on hänen epostolessa kirjoittanut. And this is in the second chapter of James. And beginning there with the tenth verse. For it says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Sillä se, joka sanoi, ei sinun pidä huorin tekemään, hän on myös sanonut, ei sinun pidä tappamaan. But now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, jos et sinä huorin tee, mutta tapat, thou art become a transgressor of the law. Niin sinä olet lain rikkojaksi tullut. And as we look at this matter of sin, then, my beloved, jos me tätä syntiä sitten katselemme rakkaan, if we transgress one commandment, we are guilty of transgressing all the commandments. Jos me oma yhden lain rikkonut, me oma sitten vikapää kaikkien koko laihin. And the wrath of God is upon those who transgress against his law. Ja Jumala vihaa kaikkia niitä vastaan, kuka rikkoo hänen lakia. And maybe there are those who say, well, I have not committed murder. Ja vois olla, että täällä on joku sanoo, että minä olen ikinä murhaa tehnyt. I have not committed adultery. Ja minä en ole ikinä huorin tehnyt. But our Savior has made known. Mutta meidän vapahtan on sanonut meille. That whosoever looketh upon a woman to look after, lust after her. Ja kuka sitten katsoo himoitsen toisen vaimoa. Has committed adultery with her already. And when man stands before the righteousness of God, there is none that is righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if our sins and transgressions are not under the blood of Christ, and not washed away in his precious blood, then we will be condemned eternally. And as we look upon this world and where sin rages this day of grace, and we tremble with fear at the things that are. Oh, may the man of heart tremble before God when he knows that he is a sinner. And he who has transgressed one against one commandment is guilty of transgressing against all the commandments of God. Is it any wonder then when John the Baptist began to preach? He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when the Savior and the Redeemer, the, the very act, uh, God, God of heaven, 
Ja kun tämä meidän vapahtaja ja, ja lunastaja, when he began to preach, so hän alkoi sitten saarnaamaan. He made known the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hän kanssa antoi tietää, että Jumalan valtakunta on läsnä. Repent and believe the gospel. Tehkää parannus ja usko uh, evankeliumia. And as our Savior has made known, ja niin antanut, that except we repent, we will all likewise perish. May the living knowledge of sin be within the heart of man. And may the righteousness of God weigh so heavy upon a man's heart. So that he has no rest by day or by night. And as the heavy hand of God is upon him. And though we would flee to the uttermost parts of the sea. God's hand is there. And even though he may be in the depths of hell, the hand of God will be upon him. But oh, how we thank God for this beautiful time of grace. When our sins and transgressions can be washed away in the blood of the Son of God. And the warm blood of the Son of God. When it is upon the heart of man. The precious peace and blessedness it, it brings. And this, this blood is extended unto us in the living gospel. Ja tämä veri nyt on meillekin tarjottu tänä päivänä elävässä evankeliumissa. And may this blood then be upon our hearts this afternoon ja voi, että tämä veri olisi meidänkin sydämessä tänä armoiltapäivänä. And as the scripture then, then tells us, ja niin kuin Raamattu on sanonut, then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet. Silloin se täytettiin, mitä Jeremialta profeelta sanottu oli. In Ramah there was a voice heard lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted because they are not. Rammasalia on ääni kuulunut, suuri valitus, itku ja iso parku, raake litkee lapsiansa ja ei tahtunut itsiänsä antaa lohtutetta, lohtutetta ettei he ole. And we can only begin to imagine the grief and the sorrow that was at this time. When parents experience the death of their children. The children that they love so much. And I don't know if anyone knows what this experience is. To have it have the death of a child. Until it has been an experience in your own life. I, as a father, have experienced the death of three of my children. And oh, how hard it was to give them up. Our three-year-old daughter that died of leukemia, 
Se meidän kolme vuotinen tyttö, kello oli verisyöpä. It is 38 years ago when she dies. Oli 38 vuotta aikaa kun hän kuoli. And that memory still lives within our hearts. Ja tämä muisto vielä meidän sydämissään. But oh how beautiful it is. Mutta kuinka kaunis se on. That we can one day see them again. Että kerran me saamme häntä nähdä. When they leave from this world in living faith. Kun he lähtivät täältä maailmassa elävässä uskossa. And as the scripture here speaks of Rachel. Ja niin kuin Raamattu tässä. That she was weeping for her children. And would not be comforted. Because they are not. Shall we tarry for a moment with Rachel? We know from the scriptures that Rachel was barren. Me tiedämme, että raamatusta, että Raakelilla on ollut yhtä lapsia. Ja monta vuotta oli, että hänellä ei ole yhtä lasta. Mutta aika tuli, että Jumala antoi hänelle lapsia. Mutta vain hänelle annettiin kaksi. Ja ne oli Jaakobin kaksi nuoremmat lasta. It was Joseph and Benjamin. But as we look upon Rachel at this moment of grace, I would want to lead you to the place in, in Jeremiah where this is written. And this is found in the 31st chapter of Jeremiah. And we begin reading there with the 15th verse. And this is what the scripture says. Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. Näin sanoo Herra. Rammassa kuuluu parkuvaisten ääni ja katkera itku. Raakel itkee lapsiansa ja ei tahto itsiänsä lohtutettaa lastensa tähteen, ettei he ole. Mutta nyt me kuulemme Herran ääni Raakelille puhuvan. Refain thy voice from weeping and thy eyes from tears. For thy work shall be rewarded, saith the Lord. And they shall come again from the land of the enemy. Lakkaat parkumasta ja itkemästä ja pyhi silmistäsi kyyneleet, sillä sinun työlläsi pitää paikkaa olemaan, sanoo Herra, ja heidän pitää palaajamaan vihollisten maasta. The Lord encouraged Rachel to cease from weeping. Jumala, Herra kehotti Raakelin, että hän panisi pois hänen kyynelänsä. And he makes known further unto Rachel, and there is hope in thine end, saith the Lord, that thy children shall come again to their own border. Ja hän sanoo, ja sinun jälkeen tulevaisilles pitää toivo olemaan, sanoo Herra, sillä sinun lapsesi pitää tulemaan maallensa jälleen. This afternoon of grace, I would want to speak to fathers and mothers. Tämä armo iltapäivänä tahtosin puhua isille ja äitille. Maybe there are fathers and mothers here this 
afternoon of grace. Who have large families. Maybe some of you have the blessing of all your children being in living faith. And oh how you can thank God for this blessing. Our old preacher on the West Coast, Carl Sackerson. He had a family of 12 children. And in his old age, he often said, if I have any joy in my heart, and I see my dear children swimming in the lake of fire, all the joy is taken away from my heart. Maybe there is a mother here this afternoon of grace who feels barren in their heart. I have brought children into this world but they have left, left the faith and gone into the land of unbelief. And your heart condemns you that I have been such a poor mother. That I have not been able to bring my children to the blessings of Christianity. And your innermost heart condemns you. Is it not precious this afternoon of grace? That there is hope in thine end. For the Lord saith that thy children shall come again to their own border. And I would want to encourage you this afternoon of grace, fathers and mothers. As we look upon this world that surrounds us today. And we wonder how can we successfully make this journey of faith. And how can our children survive in the tempest that is about us? Let us remember that the Lord still lives. And the grace of God is yet with us. And the doors of grace are wide open for sinners. And if there might be somebody here this afternoon of grace who experiences that he is not reconciled with a righteous God. And that his sins weigh heavy upon his heart and his conscience. There is graceful and free to the needy heart and soul. And no matter how great and many your sins may be. 
There is sufficient grace to cover all your sins and trespasses. And as we heard already today, beloved, how the prophet Isaiah makes known in the 40th chapter, that comfort ye, comfort ye my people. I'm just, just quoting it, not from the scriptures. And as he comforts his people then, he makes known that the Lord has paid double for all our sins. Not only has there been enough payment made, but the price has been paid twice over. Once by the perfect obedience of the Son of God. Who has fulfilled the righteousness of God perfectly. By a life which is without sin. And then also paid on Golgotha's high cross. Whereby his suffering and death, the bitter agonies of the Son of God. God's, God's righteousness has been satisfied. And no matter how great a sinner you are, there is grace to cover and hide all your sins and trespasses. And, and this blessedness which God extends unto us it is without money and without price and with the crimson blood of the Son of God and which stream of blood yet flows my beloved in the midst of Zion and through the gospel May we hasten to receive this grace into our hearts. But I would yet want to refer to Rachel some more. And we will look at Genesis, the 35th chapter. And as we look upon this part of God's word, that we ask God that he will lead our hearts, that we can behold and see that which God has prepared for us. In the beginning of this 35th chapter, God told Jacob to go to Bethel, and it was at Bethel where God appeared to Jacob when he fled from the face of his brother Esau. And there as he slept, he beheld a ladder that went from earth to heaven. And the angels of God ascending and descending. And when 
Jacob awoke from his sleep. He there called a place Bethel. But as this time Jacob comes to Bethel, then Jacob began to tell the children of Israel. Put away the strange gods that are among you. And be clean and change your garments. And when Jacob exhorted the people in this way, then the scripture tells us that they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand. And then something else was added. And all their earrings which were in their ears. And these idols and these earrings Jacob hid them under the oak tree which was at Shechem. And oh my beloved, we as the children of the last time, let us put away from our lives all our idols. And the earrings from our ears. And we need not hide them under the oak of Shechem, my beloved. But may they be in under the blood of Christ. And there they can be drowned and eternally into God's sea of grace. And as Jacob then was there at Bethel, and he went onward then, then it came to pass that something happened to Rachel. They went a little way to come to Ephrah, and Rachel travailed and she had hard labor. And the 17th verse. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was departing, for she died. That she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died and was buried in the way of Ephra, which is in Bethlehem. And there Jacob set a pillar upon her grave. And that is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. This afternoon I would want to speak to Rachel's. You dear wives, 
and mothers. Whoever found your heart the precious matters of Christianity. Oh, may we rejoice and thank God that he has not forgotten us nor forsaken us. That it is yet a time of grace. And that in this time of grace then, for us and for our children and children's children, there is abundant grace and forgiveness. On kyllin armoa ja ja anteeksi antamusta. And if there is somebody here this afternoon of grace, ja jos olisi täällä joku tässä tänä iltapäivänä, who is now in the evening of life, kuka on viimeisillä päivällä, and it is the time of the setting of the sun, ja se on sitä auringon langemusaika, and you had at one time Christian father and mother, ja kerran sinulla oli kristitty isä ja äiti, who sighed and cried for you and wept over your ways of unbelief and their heart longed to have you as, as their own in, in living Christianity and maybe the sod has long covered their grave but may it be that the seed that they have sown in your heart will bear that fruit within you that you might be a living child of God and a partaker of this great grace and as we this afternoon of grace are here with our it is such that we do not have to place the stones upon Rachel's grave but may it be for us as it was with Samuel when the Philistines came against the Israelites was upon them they were confused and, and they were destroyed and beaten by their own, own people and then Samuel took a stone and he set that stone and he called it Ebenezer Ebenezer and said that hitherto the Lord has helped us. And beloved fathers and mothers this afternoon. Let us also raise our Ebenezer. The Lord who has helped us in times past. He will also help us in these last moments of time. So that we with our children and our children's children. Can inherit the blessings of heaven above. And let us hasten beloved. The time is fleeting. 
pian tulee Jumalan poika toisena kertaa. Ja kun Jeesus tulee. No longer is there grace and mercy to the unbelieving heart. Ei ole enää armoa sitten sydäntä But now the bloody banner is raised. Nyt on voiton ja herinen lippu nostettu korkealle. And the suffering Savior and Redeemer. Ja kärsivänen vapahtaja ja lunastaja. Hänen haavoinsa on auki sinua kohtaan. Ja pakenema siihen turvapaikkaan, mitä hän on meille valmistanut. So that as the storms rage about us, our frail vessel of faith will safely reach the harbor of rest. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we humble our hearts before God? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this blessed day of grace. We thank you for the promises of your word. We thank you for your son, born in Bethlehem's manger as a little babe. We thank you, dear Father, that he has redeemed us and saved us from sin. We ask for your blessing hand upon us this afternoon of grace, that your blessing hand might be upon the little children, upon our young people, upon fathers and mothers, upon grandparents that have grown old upon the pilgrimage and journey, and that your hand of blessing might be upon those who are yet in unbelief. Draw them with the cords of love that are eternal. We ask, dear Father, for these blessings. We also ask for your blessings upon all our natural needs that you have supplied for us, the food that we eat, for the blessing of fellowship that binds us together. And then, dear Father, one day in eternal life, will you grant that we can all be there, that none will be lost and none will be outside of that blessing which you have prepared from the heart of love, which beats with compassion this moment of grace, even as it beat with compassion on the cross on Golgotha. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I got to thank you to all the people who participated in visiting my mother. I thank you very much. Sincerely, Gene Ferguson, God's peace. There's food served for everyone downstairs. Our services will continue at uh, 6 o'clock. There will be coffee. Group 2 is serving coffee after the evening service. In closing this afternoon, we'll sing song number 12.
Jesus.